0: This program is in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. Don't miss the call. Join the revolution of the evolving perspective of an awakened consciousness. Are you ready? Join the community at openandclear.com. Can you you guys hear me okay? There we go. Hey Mark, how's it going? Good.
1: (laughs)
2: Beware of false prophets, 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 which come to you in sheep's clothing.
0: My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into driver's temptation.
2: But inwardly they are ravenous wolves.
0: That the trying of your faith worketh patience but let patience have her perfect work that ye may
2: you shall perfect, know them by their fruits
0: entire wanting nothing if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given him but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven.
2: Is Reverend Devon Divine a false prophet? Tossed.
0: For let not that man think that he shall receive anything sent here to
2: lead us astray.
0: A doubting, double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. But the rich or is he a
2: spiritual teacher who can guide us to the path of freedom?
0: He too shall pass away for the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat. But it
2: I'm Dr. Mark. Come with me and partake of his fruit of knowledge.
0: Thereof falleth and the grass of the fashion
2: and decide for yourself.
0: sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow, or of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we shall be.
2: Welcome to another episode of False Prophet. This is Dr. Mark here with Reverend Devin Devine on this October 9th episode.
1: Ooh, October. How's it going? Good. Good.
2: I am going to be flying home oh. tomorrow. Oh wow! Oh,
1: that was kind of last minute. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So not staying till Christmas again, huh?
2: Well, I'm I'm gonna be coming back in November, but I'm gonna go home till uh, Halloween. So I'll uh, be here till Christmas.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. So we can do uh, in studio sometime, huh? That would be that'd be good. Okay. Uh, cool. You gotta clean I up. <laughs> 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 Man, kids are crazy. I thought I was messy, but no. Kids are. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> right. Little agents
2: of entropy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it? No, it's en- good. It's. Oh, hey, isn't entropy when you're losing your muscles, or is that M- That's M- atrophy? Atrophy. Jeez. Yeah, atrophy. If you don't use it, you lose it. Entropy is chaos.
2: Entropy. Okay. Second law of thermodynamics. Children make chaos. <laughs> yeah. Cool. See you in a good week.
1: Yeah, it's been good, been good. Well, that's yeah. good.
2: <laughs> How about you? Man, It's it's been all over the place, because I was going to stay till Christmas, but I have to get a new visa, not because the, the country yeah. wants me to, but because the school does, and there's this whole back and forth thing. So I've been trying to learn to be more flexible, you know, not have these rigid ideas of, you know, I've got a plan. It's got to happen this way. And so I'm trying to be flexible, and things kind of fell into place, and I got this really good solution where it's like, okay, I'm going to go home for the rest of the month, then I'll come out here for, you know, eight weeks, and then I'll go home. Kind of a good compromise. But I'm finding, as much as I want to be flexible, I have people outside of me
1: who don't want to be flexible. <laughs> You gotta make decisions. We gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, right. right. So
2: that's what I've been thinking about lately. Is like because we talk a lot about individual psychology and you know individual course through life and stuff, but we live in this community of other people who tug and pull on us all the time. And so I'm trying to navigate the influence that other people have on me. Yeah, and still do with, you know what I'm supposed to be doing?
1: Yeah, I mean. The thing about flexibility is like you think you have a definition of what that is, but even to you know, have a plan, you have to be mm. flexible to that, don't you? Right. Like if you're really flexible, it doesn't matter which way you go. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're still or if you're bending. <laughs> you're just ready. It's more of a readiness and a willingness to... To do to be random if that's what's needed, or to be planning if that's what's needed. And it's definitely just the willingness to do whatever's in the moment. So it does consist of for me a different perspective that offers this kind of understanding of recognizing you're like, oh, in this moment I am doing randomness. Oh, look at this. Oh, in this moment, you know, but it's all unfolding. And so, oh, yeah, in this moment I'm planning. Oh, how random is it that I'm planning? You know, it's like <laughs> you're still just in the moment. And, you know, oh, this reminder is popping up on my phone of a a plan I guess I made months ago. Oh, great. Okay, I'm just doing it. You know, and just <laughs> like, you're being flexible to whatever you're doing in the moment. And if someone says to you, as much as it seems like someone else, you know, hey, I need a, I need an idea you know as as much as i was doing this as well trying to get out of planning trying to not plan then i realized that was a plan and i wasn't i was planning on not planning every time it came up <laughs> and and i had to kind of let go of the idea of knowing what i'm doing at all and simply the point more or less really is can i tune into the guidance i'm feeling in this moment so mm-hmm. if you know, if it tells me to do it one way or if it tells me to do it another way it it's doesn't really matter it's can I adhere to the guidance of this moment opposed to my history and, and coming off my history so it would naturally seem like you're being random and uh, weird and different than what people expected but you just you don't even know anymore you don't remember what you were like before that you know, you're just in the moment so and you're it's much more pleasing much more peaceful of a situation in every situation to just be in the moment yeah yeah so I, I mean as far as the training is concerned and to be in the moment does not mean to not plan the future not you know think about the past it's just the recognition that even if you're doing that, all of that will can and will change and it hasn't exceed this moment like even if I'm thinking about the past I'm actually looking at my emotions and the condition of my situation right now I and mean, the, the thoughts are right now it's not really in the past and as much as I might be planning the future you know I'm really just trying to regurgitate uh, this past for safety and protection usually but at the same time it just knowing that it can change, and really being in that flexible position of 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 that change, so embracing it really as it is, <laughs> the world the world as it is, as it truly honestly is. So, okay, <laughs> trying to guess, wrap my head around it. I guess it depends on your goal. Um, mm-hmm. If your goal is peace, then this is required. But if your goal is a, a situation that you'll eventually have peace in, you know, this nice house and car and family, you know, eventually you'll realize that the thing that's required for peace, you know, you finally let it happen. Oh, okay, oh, I got all the car, got the job, got this. Is it time yet? Yeah, now I can be in the moment. Now I can do this. But really, it's 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 not like any of that's not gonna happen when you're doing it. You don't you don't really need to panic about setting up your life. If you're at peace, you recognize that your life naturally just sets up itself. It doesn't really need you. I mean, you're you'll be doing everything you would naturally do anyway. Stressing about it, but you just do it at at a peaceful way instead.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to have peace. In that chaos, yeah,
2: and the stress of trying to plan out.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, even as saying a child is the essence of chaos, or however you put it, <laughs> say the word no. again. I'm surprised. Entropy. 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 Yeah, it sounds so much like atrophy. I'm like, oh. well, I mean, they don't know this. They don't know their. <laughs> Little lords of chaos, you know, <laughs> they're completely entertained and enjoying the situation. They they take one thing, they pick it up. Oh, this is the greatest thing! Oh, look at this greatest thing while I'm running! Oh, look at this greatest thing now mm-hmm. in this room! Oh, look at that greatest thing! And they drop it. You know, it's they completely forget about it, even for that moment, doing something else. Complete, say distracted, but just. Looked at something else, just started seeing another great thing, and it's almost as if in every moment it's just the great thing. And and as for us, you know, we're like, Wow, you just had this thing you loved, and now you're moving to that thing. It's like we see them as separate things, and they're just like, No, it doesn't matter. Oh, this is the greatest thing. Oh, this is the greatest thing. Oh, this is the greatest thing, not realizing they just pointed at five different things being the same greatest <laughs> thing to them. You know, it's, it's in the moment it's about the greatest thing or uh, it's the same idea the beauty is in the eye of the beholder you know it's, mm. it's if you're really looking for it you're finding it everywhere
2: reminds me of my my wife is on kind of a car trip this weekend up to northern california and it's like an 8 hour drive or something uh. so we got a dvd player to stick in the car and we got this for um, our daughter so she could be happy in the car and have this good time and have fun and stuff. Mm -hmm. So of course when we get in the car, I'm like halfway through the the trip, the baby somehow like unhinges it off of the car seat and throws it down and breaks it. We're like, what are you doing? it's just kind of funny to think about. We bought this thing so the baby could be entertained and happy and so she played with it and was entertained and happy in breaking it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it still accomplished its goal, but it didn't look the way we wanted (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. and it didn't keep going. As much as we, oh, I want to be able to use that for the years to come. Right. You just spent a year's worth uh, in that moment of of breaking it. That's how entertaining it was. It was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny some reason i just thought you had another baby that was crazy oh time to come yeah. home
0: right
2: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> nice. that's what happened last time my sister said that she's like oh i had a dream that you're gonna have a baby and it's a girl next thing i knew we had a baby and it was a girl yeah <laughs> how it happens that's where babies come from
1: cool yeah, for some reason I totally, I I've, I had to remember that. Oh no, you only have one. Like I, I thought you were talking <laughs> about the new one.
0: Yeah.
2: You know? I don't know. That seals it. I guess I know what's gonna happen. <clears throat> Better buy more diapers.
1: Yeah. Well, that's an endless thing right there. Oh man. I know. <laughs> I've never seen it get where it gets Anyway, that's a That's a gross (laughs) subject right there
2: (laughs) If you want to be flexible That's a good way to learn
1: It's true Yeah Yeah. And uh, you hear it all the time Those children are teaching you More than you're teaching them And it's true It's intense though. Right Baptism by fire. <laughs>
2: yeah, it is interesting to, like, to be married and have kids and stuff, because the perspective that I'm looking at is different. It's like, it's a we instead of a me. And so I have to consider like everybody else's needs and wants and feelings and stuff. It's, it's a trick to manage it all.
1: Hmm. It is it's like a different whole different experience i was thinking now my baby link uh he he's not really in the fourth dimensional understanding yet it's you know he's not really as much as he kind of knows we're saying things he you know he, he's not to that consciously aware level yet and so he's it seems as if he's like emotionally driven and naturally but it does involve this forgetting as you can only be aware of three dimensions at once and so the consciousness in which most of us are not aware of uh, he has to be letting go of that you know that original first dimensional consciousness over into the fourth dimensional consciousness and it's pretty intense to see how how he he wants to you know, speak, but even just the the ability to speak is not capable for that consciousness. So it's it's like, it's intense, because he's there, but he's not there in the same way we are. And so we're totally mm-hmm. seeing the the world differently than, you know, even as when we were children, seeing it completely differently. It's just, it's amazing to recognize it. They're just trying to... You know, master the third dimension. I'm just trying to make a body here. (laughs) I'm trying to (laughs) move my fingers right. You know, and that's pretty cool.
2: That's cool. So he has to forget a dimension to learn a new one.
1: In a way, I mean, that's what we did. It's once he becomes, say, consciously able to communicate and understand and kind of self aware is also surrendering his knowledge of God, let's say. And mm. it's it's at that same time. And that's why a lot of people do say that, you know, the reason children can't talk is because they remember the secrets of the universe. And it is, it's true. So in, in the in that same sense, as far as what most people are doing when they're meditating is silencing this conscious mind to then go into that other realm or the same realm of the other dimension of that consciousness which knows that information but it can't really bring it back i mean as much as i have the ability to communicate it and many people do uh it's still to put it into words is it completely misses it you know as even no matter how beautifully it's conveyed it still doesn't reach reach the truth of it which is perfectly fine
2: Is it something that just has to be experienced to fully appreciate them?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Well, I mean, it's something that we are all experiencing. But as we're focused on this dimensional conscious evolution, it is naturally changing and shifting. It's not actually changing in, in that perspective of what that first dimension is but the dimensions is another angle and perspective of how to look at it and how to see it. And it's really looking at the same one thing as if it is changing. You know, the same flower uh, is the same flower when it's a seed, when it's, you know, blooming, when it's dead. You know, it's the same thing, but it's through the journey of its life. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of in that understanding that we are experiencing the journey of the life of the universe
0: wow yeah so from there
2: do kids have a different perspective on that because they're kind of new to this dimension then or are we all just kind of experiencing it at the same time
1: yeah so we're it's not like as if we jump into a new dimension, uh, much like birth, but we do uh, gradually go into each one, and we're gradually shifting and changing in into each one. So just like when you were a child, most of the stuff what you don't remember is because of what you were letting go to then become consciously aware as this ego self, this personality self.
0: Mm-hmm. So...
1: So it's always mind, body, and spirit, and that first dimension is is a mind, a consciousness in a sense, as intelligence is, as well as that fourth dimension is a mind. So you're still aware of mind, but your idea of mind and consciousness has shifted and changed. So you started using, instead of being that essence that brings about the world, in which that consciousness does, it now is in the processing of that information. So now it's a, a consciousness, as it's fourth I mentioned, is now saying, oh, my life is referring to my body opposed to, you know, the essence of the universe. So it has that different perspective. And yeah, everybody has is going through this shift and this change. As Even when I had my death experience, the recollection of my past as my life was flashing before my eyes, It was getting brighter and brighter and brighter as I continue to get closer and closer. And it was doing that, you know, as as living life, we're getting, you know, darker and darker away from the light in that sense Mm -hmm. of understanding. So do we have
2: to remember what was forgotten before we came here or do we learn a new
1: truth? It is a, a new experience as in the perspective of it, but it is just a new angle of that understanding. So it's, mm-hmm. it, it's essentially the same thing as in the example of, of what was concluded the war in heaven in, in reference to the pre-existence was this essence of Lucifer said, Oh, give all the glory to me. <clears throat> And and Jesus standing up and saying, give, give all the glory to thee and giving them free will kind of idea is mm-hmm. the same thing about going and reflecting over and over that that wasn't the first time that occurred. It was even the essence of having an eternal self in the first place. And that was a reflection of that in the aspect of having alternative souls. And now we're doing that same thing in the aspect of having separate bodies and then we do that same thing in the aspect of having free will independent personalities and then we do that same thing as coming together as soul families and recognizing each other and we do that same thing through this <laughs> resurrection and reoccurrence of this of physical reality where you know living is a totally different identification than dying is as most people live life fending off death, if death is impossible, you know, it's a whole different way of living. So it continues and on. It's still doing the same one thing that your choice really is, are you an independent self or are you one with the rest of the universe? Mm. Are you so one with God, really? is that the-
2: And that's what happens when we gain these bodies then. Like when we're born, we have to learn separation and differences and this is my body and that's your body and there's a line between them
1: yeah yeah And in a way it was the same thing that we did when we had a soul type experience as well you know but it Hmm. was a totally different experience because we we knew the connection and instantaneously as we thought of each other you know we were with each other and it was kind of that collectiveness that started out families but as far as what has manifested in the physical bodies as families it's far bigger and greater than that and i ex- i usually call it the soul family and it's mm-hmm. kind of people we deal with and even over lifetimes that we have dealt with and and still continue to stick together as we're all kind of accomplishing this together and so it gets a, a little little more extreme but even as the it We go into the fifth sixth and seventh dimension of soul families kind of uniting together then even continues beyond that the bigger more collective of soul families is what's additional beyond that until it's ultimately everything and everyone (laughs) Mm.
2: so with these soul families like what is our obligation to each other do we just get through this process alone or do we play a role in the experience of other people as well. Well, it is.
1: Have you seen Cloud Atlas? Yeah. It's kind of, ex- that's what it's attempting to express, that it naturally, it's a natural flow of it that we're ba- balancing and we, we given are given a certain life and certain beliefs in that life to naturally uh, share within this soul family, dealing with kind of the same souls and experience of working with each other to bringing about this experience like it's uh and it's uh, it's often referred to that uh uh, in the church as far as the mormon church uh, if you're not sealed in the church that when you die and don't have a body you won't recognize the people and this is what it's referring to however it's not that serious um Mm. is that if you don't And even in because most of the time it's actually talking about how you don't recognize the people now you don't you're not necessarily recognizing your soul family now and if you're not actually sealed into that truth of recognizing what that one essence of the reality is i mean how could you i mean you think they're all separate bodies you think they're all separate people so on this journey as far as as what it, and in as far as what the church is attempting to kind of convey and 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 <laughs> offer the world, uh, it's not exactly reaching the actuality of what that has to offer. That it's entirely an internal experience. So, as much as what I want to say, I know exactly what you uh, should be doing or have to offer the world. It's it's nothing like that. It's just. Can you be more of the authentic self that you, you know, really have to offer? And when you are, you will naturally start recognizing people more and more as much as you recognize yourself. So if you're Mm. not really recognizing yourself and in this place of developing yourself instead... Uh, then you wouldn't recognize those around you who are close to that authentic self either. You'd just see people developing themselves and lost and confused like you are. So right. it's that recognition, truly, of finding that Christ self in within yourself that can look and recognize and know everyone for who they truly are.
2: It reminds me of something that happened a couple hours ago. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, I... I had to go into town to mail some stuff and square some things away because I'm leaving soon. Yeah. And while I was in town, I was walking through <clears throat> the park I used to broadcast from last year when we would do our show. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm walking down this little path, and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And there's a, a group of uh, teenage ruffians, and they're, <laughs> like, smoking, obviously pot, <laughs> and uh, just... You know, I'm I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh, this nuisance. These kids and look, they're just sitting here. And, blah, blah, blah. and one of them, as I'm walking by, I'm like, just don't make eye contact. I'm, I have a Rubik's cube in my hand because I got one from online for reasons that don't make sense. But I have this thing, and this kid's like, oh my gosh, a Rubik's cube! I haven't seen one of those in so long. Can you solve it? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I showed him like, yeah, it's not that hard. And so like. 10 of these kids like go into like like circle around me and they're like oh my gosh she's doing a rubik's cube and I'm, right. I'm sitting here like you know doing this thing and i saw it they're like oh my god and then we were like best friends after that it was like the craziest thing and i'm walking away and i'm like what just happened <laughs> like when i was walking towards them and i didn't recognize them and i'm like oh look at these kids blah 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 and by the time we like 20 minutes later i'm like oh these are good kids they're cool <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, instead of seeing their form, you found a familiarity with each other, you know? And so that that essence, as far as recalling that essence within yourself, you naturally start seeing it in everyone. So, yeah, you'd see things and reasons to relate with them as far as the symbols, you know, like a Rubik's Cube, but that's only Mm -hmm. a representation of that familiarity in which you truly can recognize each other. That's why a lot of people describing jesus and saying oh he looks into my eyes and he knows me you know mm. and that's what it's referring to it it naturally emphasizes the essence that he does know you know he knows it within himself and therefore as it's in you he knows you, you might not know specifically you know i don't know why i'm gonna say this but how many times you wiped this morning or you know <laughs> he doesn't know specifically necessarily you know what cereal you had you know it's not like that uh, it's not a big deal either uh, he can because you do in the same sense as you can know his life uh, but it's more of that essence that he, he's, he's not concerned with the details in that sense and it's more about finding and emphasizing that essence in everyone so if you come from that place you can see everybody in that way yeah exactly it's like you can't really tell who isn't a shaman when you're a shaman. Right. <laughs> Use those words. Anyway. Yeah, it was a good
2: lesson for me. Because I'm like, oh, I have all these judgments about these kids and these things and this wayward youth. And then two seconds later, I'm like, dude, I was just like that when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Saw a lot of myself in them. So to come from a place like that, what do we have to do? Just be in tune with the universe itself?
1: Well, it is a specific guidance in your life and the path, but it does involve, from a lot of people, this sense of meditation, as I referred to in prayer, of silencing your mind from that. uh, what, What I would say is the... The, the ego is this time, and I would refer to that to as spiritual prison. So it's mm-hmm. only, you know, as you're referring and looking out as everybody as being problematic or being this or that, separate from you and all this stuff, you're you're imprisoning yourself in these thoughts and thinking everybody else is imprisoned in them. So the only way to get out of this spirit prison is to accept Christ as yourself. And the <laughs> For yourself, same thing, and it's it's actually this recognition of the complete freedom in which is offered through this. So it, it's you know it's a journey, uh, even as you uh, in your life think of it as a physical journey. A lot of this third dimensional uh, ability that you have to do things physically, to be crafting and, and skills and talents. That it's still even as you become more intellectual, you're starting to master the intellect, this person, this personality, opposed to uh, now you're opposed to the talents and like trying to walk and stuff. That was trying to master the physical world, and then after you you found some sort of mastery a little bit, and you're still working on that. You're still shifting and changing slowly coming into that consciousness that's just barely started. So you're still working on the third dimensional world, and but you start to realize that eventually see your emphasis of focus will be more on consciousness and mind than it is on body, as it used to be. And it's the same thing as this uh, when you do find this christ essence in yourself then you've come to this position of mastery and you start to go into the spiritual universe in that same sense of recognizing the world has never actually and this is where they're all contradictory is that, that mm-hmm. the world has never actually been physical and you know so they they start In order to accept the beliefs, or to experience one, you have to accept the beliefs of that one, the new way, and so it shifts and changes. And if levels communicate with each other, no, one would say, no, it's about bodies and having babies, yeah, physically. And then the other one say, you know oh, it's about uh, coming to know yourself." And yes, it's true. but they're, we're talking about different dimensions. And then another one would say, "Oh, it's about tuning in with the soul and joining and connecting with everyone. You know all these are true. They're talking about different dimensions and so they have different purposes uh, in it's unfolding as they're continuing through it. So you'll always be going from one to the next to next, but uh, you know where you're at, is really up to you—a recognition of you—and as far as in every single one of them, that same uh, question is asked. You know, am I the uh, independent being that's manifest here, regardless if it's a physical body or a personality, intellect, or a soul? You know, or am I one with the entirety of the universe, and the will of God is my own? You know, that's the question in every single one of them, how contradictory they are, but it always mm-hmm. leads to the next.
2: Wow. I think I'm learning, or at least I'm focusing on lately, like, my relation to other people who are also on this journey of, like, awakening and stuff. So I guess that's my focus. has been more around other people and stuff lately.
1: Yeah, it's typically using other people and the relationships and everything is a, a man a, a manifestation of your attempts to ma- master that consciousness, the intellect, uh, while it still seems to convey a message to you that people can be enemies or against you, and you believe it, and and other people are your friends and all this stuff. It still is based off of physical bodies being separate, you know, you can have this body in front of you, your wife, you know, your love you have no fear right. of, you know, and then this body of the teenager there, you know, doing what they're doing, and you, I mean, you wouldn't be doing the same thing with that body as you would do with that body. And so it's, you know, kind of that understanding that it doesn't really have to do with what your physical bodies are doing. Uh, it's it's that intellect of recognizing the essence that even as the essence in you has manifest you know you as a child was just like that and you as an adult is just like this and and all this that it's it's a sense of relation that literally you relate to everything almost and you start to recognize that you know if you've done all of this before and you see something that you relate to everybody and it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you've actually done it in this life or lifetimes it's not really in that concern it's that that essence has done everything It has done every lifetime. So naturally, you're recognizing that relating to every skill and possibility and really every flavor and sound. And if there's anyone that enjoys it, then you and what you are (laughs) enjoys it.
2: And that's kind of the purpose of us all, of there being one mind that kind of divides into all these different consciousnesses, just for all these different perspectives and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's offering that experience. experience, yeah. Each and every experience to that one essence to kind of uh, reach more ground than it would by, by its own. Mm-hmm. You know, explore more territory. But we're not just talking about 7 billion people when we say that. You know, we're talking about all the billions of people over history and... Billions and billions and trillions and trillions and other planets and other universes and other dimensions and all this stuff. So <laughs> it's like an infinite amount of different people. Yeah, and typically we're just talking about the physical ones. So it's <laughs> <laughs> once you think you got a grasp on it, there's always something ahead. Throw you another loop. Yeah, it's always preparing your way. Right. Don't get too comfortable.
2: <laughs> it's interesting. So what are spirit families then? Is that the same people of your regular family, or does it extend beyond that?
1: Well, usually when you're getting married or something and having children, uh, you've you've recognized them as this essence, you know, it's like something like having a what's it called i want to say twin soul but uh what's it called <laughs> someone uh oh, come on i want to find this word <laughs> you, you know you're bound together what's it called oh, a soulmate yeah soulmate there you go Jeez. okay it's like a roommate of the soul <laughs> well as much as it sounds like i'm talking about individuals and separate people and all this it's It's not really that complicated that it's actually the recognition of really that own one essence. So even as it's been divided up in all these bunch of souls and everything uh, and and you kind of have this agreement of families and let's say everybody's joined together, it's that one essence. you know, everybody at that time knows God, you know, remembers <laughs> the truth. Uh, of what they are as Christ. And so, you know, the excitement is and love and embrace of the whole story of life is kind of natural. You know, it's not something that you have to decide or you don't even get shudders when when you're told how you're going to die, you know. It's, <laughs> it's not really like that. So as far as when we expressing soul families, it's more like uh, even as if you think of the story of Jesus as more metaphor, uh, even though it might very well be literal, it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter, Uh, but it's kind of the, from the dawn of time, there was these these 12 rays uh, of looking at that light, and it was that communication or understanding and recognizing the difference between these rays, and that is a natural condition of emphasizing in, into the soul experience and even continuing in the physical so it's it's kind of always this collective of what seems to be this 12 13 rays as as we're going on so when you're when we say soul family as we're going through different dimensions it has different forms different shapes different people you know even as dealing with so many people now that this, th- coming from 12 I mean, how many divided up how many of one of those rays is millions and millions of people in, in say the physical world so, so it goes through this whole different comprehension and layers and layers of what seems to be in this illusionary experience uh, and how we kind of divide and relate with each other but we always recognize ourselves and you know are we one of the rays currently that have been created and seen or are we the recognition of the christ in which saw them and recognize them and create them i guess it, it's only really up to you on you in that journey of, of this authentic self you know when you think of your authentic self you might you you might come up with certain ideas of your body or your personality or something uh it's it really emphasizes what you're aware of and what you're fo- what you're focused on so even as you know you go on that journey and you're in this certain aspect of your life okay what's your authentic self oh it uh i'm a piano player <laughs> i do this that, you know It has to do with the body and then uh uh, if you become aware of this soul experience you know uh well what what is your authentic self and you're like oh i I am this light uh healer i am giving and receiving and and joining with others and it's it's beautiful and and i i do what i can to touch people's lives and inspire them and all this stuff and and you come into some understanding of that. And you, so, oh, okay, so you're aware of the the soul, the spiritual universe, and, and stuff like that. And it's the same sense as, you know, if you know, what's your authentic self? And, you know, if you can come from a position, I and mean, usually the personality is saying stuff, uh, uh, analyzing and history and, and all this stuff. But if it then, you actually come to realize this place, asking someone of Christ consciousness, what's their authentic self, there is usually nothing left out Uh, as much as one would say, I'm nothing, and and that's usually kind of on the transition of it. But they would usually say something that you relate with. Uh, It's interesting because when you're speaking to someone that's aware of Christ consciousness, they are also creating the reality in which you exist. So they're, they know and believe in you as much as you do. And so mm-hmm. as they have no self, they're kind of an empty self, then they're actually going to speak to you as and kind of from the same place you're coming from. So you naturally have this relation happening because they they relate to you perfectly. They see you as themselves. And so in the same sense, they, can, they almost have the same desires you have, the same... F- you know, expressions and, and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's tricky uh, because it being an alternate dimension, it's, it's hard to comprehend what that means. <laughs> but and to say, oh, no, they don't do anything in the world. Yeah, they might just be in a corner practicing meditation, but eventually they realize this true self uh, and, you know, meditation is a natural thing.
2: And it's all focused on, like, where you're coming from or your perspective. Because if you have that Christ consciousness or that Christ-centered consciousness, then you're open up to the connectedness of everything.
1: Yeah, if someone wants to figure out where they're uh, currently obsessed or mostly focused on what dimension, you kind of think of your your fears and what they have to do with and you think of your desires and what they have to do with and they kind of are emphasized with the dimensional focus you are so if your concern usually is about death let's say then of course you're focused on the body the physical world if it's about dark energy you know and evil people are being drained then yeah you're coming into the soul understanding but it's still around bodies and separation. But if you're, you know, <laughs> even this fear of authentic self or not being the authentic self uh, also expresses that kind of same conscious realization and recognizing it. But ultimately as, you know, what is it for is kind of revealing, you know, what what <laughs> is this for? And, you know, the difference between dimension one and dimension 10 is so vast and extreme that one can't even comprehend it. You know, it's like, it's like saying to uh, a child that hasn't learned the alphabet yet, like my son, uh, what, you know, they're for. You know, what, not just what a letter is for, but what, you know, this thesis about English <laughs> language is about. You know, it's a little more complex, right? It's a little harder to understand, and and you really and they can't even comprehend it in a fashion. So, uh, as much as the alphabets needed over and over and over again, you know, eventually it goes on to words, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. words are used over and over again until you know we you know we're transitioning over into sentences and paragraphs, and you know it's so it's hard. And if you think of religion in the same fashion. You know, you don't really need to and want to go back to the alphabet, and, mm. and yet those learning the alphabet can't comprehend this. This, uh, th- as I used this thesis on the English language, you know, mm. and and where communication happens and how the brain works and all this stuff. So it's the same thing as as if you say words that even. Even if, uh, say, the book on alphabet says how people are going to be speaking in paragraphs and they're going to make sense out of things that you have yet to comprehend, and it gives you these prophecies, using this metaphorically, giving these <laughs> prophecies of what is to come from the alphabet, you think of it almost as, oh, I'm terrified now. I'm scared of you know, how this vastness of... All this, and what seems to be scary, I, I made this and developed this negative ideas of it. And it really, I'm, I'm just afraid of fear itself, as it said, and not so much of what I'm capable of. So a lot of people say, hey, no, don't go talking about theses about English language and communication and how the brain works. Uh, come back to the alphabet, you know, <laughs> <laughs> come and read the alphabet every day and and chant your a's and o's and, and mm-hmm. you know and yeah it makes sense it has its place it's it's enjoyable uh, but when when you're you know as much as you're going to school and you can you can see that things you understand you know i'm sure it's hard to communicate even with me or even your wife or something about something that's so complex you know it's almost like you have to go through that lesson that class yourself to be able to comprehend and recognize it. That way it uses right. the same words, it uses the same what seems to be visually palpable and all this stuff but it, it, your comprehension and perspective on it is completely different. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like you can, you move the body in the same way but you almost because you've studied the body so much you can almost see through the body and see what's in the body and how it's moving and and all this stuff, you know, that's a different perspective <laughs> than what most people barely understand how the elbow works. You know, they just use <laughs> it. You know? Right. They call
2: it the gaze of the physician. Yeah. We, we can see things other people only think are like religiously, it seems almost prophetic. Yeah. go, yeah, I can tell you. You have this disease, you have six months to live. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I can tell you that it is literally possible to see inside someone's body and physically recognize its existence of, say, a tumor and everything. Yeah. Like X-ray vision. I mean, what do they call that? Just crazy person gaze. Crazy.
2: (laughs) So, in order for like using the alphabet. Metaphor: In order for a child to be under, be able to understand the bigger theses of, you know,
1: more complex ideas, they have to start at a lower level and work up. Yeah, and they have to let go in a fashion of the old ones.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, as much as you use the alphabet all continuously through it, you know, you have to let go of the same way of learning, and just because, okay, class, we're going to read this, this book. Now start start with this A B C D E <laughs> No, you know you don't you you already got that, but you still use it, but it's still bringing you on to the next. So that you think of dimensional experiences as as such as that, it's far more complex, far more expansive, far more experienced, and yet one can't comprehend the other. And it's said often in religions that one lower can't even see the ones higher. And, I mean, Mm I I went to church with my parents about a year ago or something, and they're they're talking about, they're like, yeah, some people say the spirit world's right around you. And I'm like, on a totally different level, as they're talking (laughs) about it as, you know, it's a belief and a possibility. And I'm over here, you know, it's a fact it's a totally different understanding and so it's you know that's very helpful for those who have yet to open up to it but it's not helpful for those who are already you know i don't know if i'm up to the theses about communication yet but you know it's not mm-hmm. helpful to learn the alphabet again it's true i was talking to someone
2: uh, a couple weeks ago They asked me something medical-ish, but the terminology they were using was so layman that I didn't really know what to say. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of, like, we we explained to my daughter, who's one, this is an owie. When you get hurt, that's an owie and a (laughs) boo-boo, and that hurts.
1: Exactly. And
2: then I get into the hospital, and those words would hold you back. (laughs) They help my daughter, who's coming from (laughs) no perspective, but... If I were to tell a patient, "Oh yeah, you have a you have an outweigh. Clearly, we need to treat that with some penicillin."
0: <laughs> we need and to treat that, that with question. some
1: bubble stuff and gooey stuff here. Bluffing. Let me kiss it better. Yeah, <laughs> may sting a little bit. Probably right. still say that though.
2: Okay. <laughs> it was funny. Like someone was asking me the other day, like, "Is a heart attack different than?" Uh, a cardiac arrest or something. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, it, def- it depends what you mean by heart attack. That's not like a technical term. That's like the equivalent of saying you have a heart owie. <laughs> you know? And so I could. It's it's interesting even when we take these tests in medicine or science or anything. If you know too much about the subject, then when you take a test, it acts like it's such a finite and small world. And the test says, is it A or B? And you're like, well, I mean, under what temperature and pressure and how old is the patient? I mean, it could be any of these things. I had a science teacher tell me once, you know, we we have this idea that the more we study about the brain, the more we're going to know about the brain. Because she was a neuroscientist. And she says, no, the more we study about the brain, the more we understand infinite levels of complexity we didn't even see before. Yeah. We can't even see what we don't know until we learn more about the, the situation. And then we can comprehend how much is out there, and it's profoundly
1: complex. Yeah, and it ah. changes everything. The whole reason, you know, you, yeah. you, you thought you saw a brain before, and then you, know, <laughs> you got to a level of recognizing, oh, no, those, that's the, these are not actual cells, or this is a totally different experience here. Yeah, It's, it's so strange. You recognize something that once was never there right. is actually the basis of everything you thought was there. Yeah. That's the difference of changing into a whole nother perspective of dimensions as you're you're now going to see the world differently is literal. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like
2: we we anticipate the more we learn the smaller the world gets. But it doesn't, it gets bigger. The more we learn, the more we know there is to learn. Yeah. It's like I was I was telling my roommate, he was asking me something about photography, and I do a lot of photography. And I'm like, well, look at, look at it like this. Like, what color is this wall? And he's like, oh, it's white. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's yellow. I'm like, what color is that light? Oh, that light's white. No, it's tungsten. It's an orange. And after I pointed it out and I shined a really bright white light to give him contrast, now he walks around and he's like, dude, nothing is white. It's all just fake white. It's off white. He's like, I can't stop seeing colors now that you've explained how colors work.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tricky, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. You just go, you just gone and ruined his life. Thanks a lot. You sure it's not white, dude? It's off. It, it's 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 funny how it works, you know. And that guy that discovered germs and everything, you know, his his life was ruined after that. <laughs> yeah, it's right. it's kind of like that. But at the same right. time, the you know, it's. You know what are you willing to see? What do you want to see? And if, as much as you think you're gonna observe and find something that's already there, you know you're developing and making it to mm-hmm. prove that what you're looking for. So it's really trippy. Right. Mm. Yeah. So I we're I writing know, the story I'm not gonna as we're living it. Yeah. Exactly. Trippy as crap, man. Well, crap's not very trippy. (laughs) We're
2: trying to learn what the story is while we're writing it. That's insane.
1: Talk about exciting. I mean, you have all the knowledge, but you want to wipe your mind of knowledge so that you can come to know knowledge again. Well, that's fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: All right, Mark, thank you for being here again and joining us. Yeah, and leaving tomorrow, huh? So you're going to be on plane all day, pretty much, right?
2: Right. I'm going to go to the airport tomorrow night, and then it's like a red-eye flight. so I'll be home Wednesday.
0: A red-eye okay. flight. I don't know what that means.: It means
2: you're
1: really tired. It's oh, like the red three eye. eye oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So next week maybe in the studio. Let's see when it works out. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Oh, are you going to California? Yeah, I'm flying into LA, uh, but I've got to go to Utah. Ah. Uh, anyway, keep keep in touch. Yeah. Uh, my mom's going on a plane to Ohio uh, tomorrow. Really? So. Whoa. Very cool. You guys are gonna cross paths.
2: Okay. Right. We'll see. yeah <laughs>
1: Okay, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you have any questions, personal or generic, uh, about philosophy or anything, you can contact both of us by going to openandclear.com and uh, clicking the contact button up on top. Okay.
0: Have a beautiful day.